Welcome to Live in the Life, a podcast that inspires and educates everyday people to take action and choose to live the life of their dreams. Hey guys, I'm Kathleen Holt. And I am Marissa Hammond. We're just a normal couple that believes a life worth living is one rooted in health, fun, love, and abundance. I'm Marissa, a life coach who's been in the health and wellness industry for over eight years. I'm fascinated by the human being, our bodies, minds, and emotions, and how it all works. My passion is just being me and helping others fully love and embody their true selves. I'm Kathleen, a personal trainer that has coached thousands of clients towards a body and healthy lifestyle that they are really proud of. I love lifting heavy weights, enjoying a good outdoor hike, or just playing around and goofing off. We've made it our mission to cut through the noise to give you proven tips and tricks that actually work. Each week, we will share with you our real experiences and the shifts that we've made to create the life that we have today. So whether you're just starting out on this journey or you've been up-leveling yourself for a while, we promise you'll find practical tools and knowledge to help you make the changes you've always wanted. Together, let's all let go of the old versions of ourselves and finally get to a place where we can honestly say, I'm living the life. Welcome to another episode of Living the Life. It's Kathleen and Marissa here. And this is going to be our Flex Friday episode where we give you a tip or trick to get you one step closer towards getting your health or fitness goal. And you know, it's Thanksgiving weekend. so Here, here in Canada, that is. <laughs> for yes. Anyone, so for anyone wondering, if you're like, what are they talking about this Thanksgiving? It's not until later. It's, huh. it's a Canadian thing. Yeah. <laughs> We get to the punch early compared to the Americans, <laughs> but you know, it's Thanksgiving weekend. So Marissa and I thought, Hey, there are a lot of people that are on this health journey on this fitness journey and they get scared around the holidays because they're like, Oh my God, I'm going to be surrounded by all of this food. It's going to derail me. I'm going to lose all of my results. And we're here to give you some ideas to help you stay on track, but also to help you enjoy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's really important because I know definitely, I'd say like especially like Christmas and Easter, like those big holidays where there's lots of food around and it's like multiple days. It's not just like one day can be super overwhelming, but even just Thanksgiving where, you know, there's lots of people around and there's lots of foods and maybe there's foods that you normally wouldn't eat and you're trying to figure out how do I eat them and enjoy them, but also not feel horrible for the next few days or feel completely thrown off where you're then bloated or your energy's low, which then can really affect your ability to show up for the rest of the week. And like I said, hold you back in regards to your goals. Yeah. And you know, like I said, we're going to give you eight kind of tools or hacks to follow to hopefully feel better over the Thanksgiving and to not derail you. But before we do that, I want to remind you that Thanksgiving is a holiday It's about connecting with your family and friends and your loved ones. And it's not about feeling stressed out or being super rigid or getting to a certain body weight or whatever else. Like if you want to, that's fantastic. But if you're going to feel stressed out about it, even if you were to eat like three plates of food, it's not going to make that big of a difference in one meal. So take a deep breath. Be mindful of the conversations you're having people with people, hug your loved ones, and just enjoy the really good food that's around you. Have thanks and give. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Marissa, what is your typical Thanksgiving looked like growing up? Because I know everyone's is different. Everyone's is different for sure. Um, 
I'd say around the holidays, we'd usually do things like hiking. Um, we would, I mean, we, I was homeschooled, small town, so we're always outside, always doing things. Uh, there would usually be one big the Thanksgiving meal. And then my favorite part was um, my birthday would always fall right around Thanksgiving. So I would, after Thanksgiving, I'd get turkey stew and dumplings would be my birthday meal. And that was my favorite thing. But yeah, we, we did a lot of whole foods. Like I said, Christmas and Easter were more the times where there'd be lots of sugar and those more like dessert type things and thanksgiving was like lots of sweet potatoes and yams and turkey and uh like a lot of like rich foods but mostly whole foods and then yeah we'd usually have like pumpkin pie or apple crumble or apple pie afterwards too but it wasn't like multiple days of sugar everywhere so it's it was yeah it was, it was very yeah it was nice and then at dinner time we would go through and things say things we were thankful for from so, yeah, it was yeah. good. So, I guess you answered the age-old question whether your family was a turkey family or a ham family. Definitely a turkey family. <laughs> Some nice turkeys. I think one year we couldn't find a turkey, so we had to get two chickens because our family's so big that we couldn't, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't just do one small chicken. It was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> you know what? I feel bad for the families that have ham. Come on. Come on. That's I like, gross. I like when people have both. Oh, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. no, that's pretty good. Yeah, my Thanksgiving has really looked different over the years. Um, I mean, being from a family where my parents divorced early, I've had usually multiple dinners to go to, with, which is a blessing and a curse sometimes. Um, but I am super lucky because I have multiple amazing families to get to go to. And my mom brought me up as a vegetarian, so we ended up, not having turkey really did you have tofurkey is that a no thing? that's disgusting it no. is a thing <laughs> i have never eaten it it have sounds disgusting tofurkey car- have you ever carved your tofu so it looks like a turkey absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not we weren't really the family that tried to turn our meals into meat meals when we couldn't have meat it was like yeah we're vegetarian we're gonna eat like lentils and vegetables and potatoes and stuff that sounds great happy thanksgiving here's your lentils <laughs> hey you know what marissa and i are having thanksgiving this year and we're gonna be making a lentil loaf to go with our dinner so stick it you're gonna be eating lentils oh i've i've just been told i, I like how she said we're going to be making no, i was told I'm no no a... my mom's making it oh we're said... gonna be having lentil oh loaf. i thought you said we're gonna be making it this is recorded so we can actually go back and listen to see who, who was right on this one i'm always right i so. don't know mom if you're listening i did not take credit for making your lentil loaf that you're gonna be <laughs> making so so yeah i mean but then i started eating meat actually i started eating meat when i met marissa and so i've had the joys of enjoying turkey at thanksgiving and my family, thankfully, like Marissa's family, usually centered our foods around whole foods. So, you know, I, I've heard of families having these crazy things where it's like marshmallows all over your yam casserole or like jello salad. And, and ours was, you know, pretty much vegetables and meat based, lots of potatoes, and then usually a pie or something. So, pretty standard. So, you want to jump into 
what the eight things that we're sure. going to give them are. So Kathleen and I, we wrote down, actually, to be honest, Kathleen wrote them down and then I, I reviewed them afterwards. So again, kind of like how <laughs> she can't take credit for the lentil loaf, I can't take credit for these eight things. Hey, babe, what's mine is yours. Yeah, okay. So I, <laughs> I wrote down these beautiful eight things. I'm just kidding. Um, though, yeah, there's. They're like eight tips and things you can take with you for this weekend that if you really apply these, it can make a huge difference. So first one is food order. So eating your protein first and your veggies first and then all the other stuff. So why is this important, Kathleen? Tell us more of the science-y stuff behind this. Well, I mean, I won't dive too much into the science, probably because I would butcher it and you'd be super lost and I would be super lost. But (laughs) from a surface level Protein and fiber are very satiating, so it's going to make you feel more full. So if you prioritize taking your plate and even telling yourself, all right, the first the first round of food, because, you know, I don't know about your guys' family, but my family, we usually, usually grab seconds. So first round of food, prioritize lots of meat. So that could be like your turkey or if you're that unfortunate family that has ham, then ham. Um, if you're that really unfortunate family that has tofurkey, then don't even go for that. <laughs> but, but try to so grab some turkey and then grab some vegetables like salads or green beans or Brussels sprouts or whatever you have and try to really fill up your plate with that. And then those those like maybe you really like stuffing and if you're like me, you really like your mom's yam casserole, which is amazing, then grab a little bit of that. And then afterwards, I like to personally if there was one dish that I was like, oh my God, I loved that, then I'll get a little bit more of that. But, you know, try trying to focus on protein and veg will help you feel fuller and be more full on the good stuff. Love it. Number two is going to be bringing a healthy dish yourself if you know that oftentimes there's not good options at your family dinners. So a lot of the times when I'm working with clients, they're like, yeah, but Kathleen, when I go there, there's nothing that I can really eat. But we're all adults here. So if you know that you're probably going to go to dinner and there's not going to be a lot of healthy choices, then why don't you be the adult, take control of your life and bring one or two dishes that you know, okay, this is going to be really nourishing for me. This is going to be very filling. There's not. It's not going to be like wrapped in bacon and smothered in cheese. And I'm going to end up having a lot of that and then have a little bit of the foods that I also really enjoy. There's going to be a little temptation also if you know your family doesn't eat as healthy to not bring it because then that can be kind of like your excuse for, <laughs> oh, well, there's nothing I can eat. So I guess I have to eat all this other stuff. So like ask yourself ahead of time and really decide, do I actually want to eat this? And because there's more than just that moment of enjoying and eating it. There's, how's this going to make you feel the next day? How's this going to affect your cravings for the next week? Do you get bloated? Do you get headaches? Maybe you have joint pain that you find your inflammation gets worse after this. Like, it's not just about the calories. But yes, that'll affect you too. If you have certain health and fitness goals, that can definitely affect you. Affect you. But it's more so it's about like, hey, like, do you actually want to eat this? Because if yes, then don't worry about bringing a healthy dish. But if you're like us and you have these goals of feeling healthy and having this great life where you have all these amazing things with health, fun, love, and abundance, then being honest with yourself, be like, I actually would prefer to feel good and healthy than I would to eat this yummy food that maybe doesn't help me feel so great this one day. So I will either plan ahead of time and bring this, or if I don't know if there's going to be something, I'll ask. Because also not asking if you don't know for sure is you then 
kind of same thing, just falling into not being prepared, which you totally can be prepared if you put a little bit of work behind this. Yeah, and Marissa and I are totally always these ones that show up to family functions with like a big dark green leafy salad or cut veggies or something. Like I have a Thanksgiving brunch on Monday that I'm going to and everyone's talking about, all right, this person's going to bring pancakes. This person's going to bring sausage. This person's going to do the eggs or the fruit. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to bring cut veggies just because I want to make sure that if I'm filling up on breakfast things that there's also vegetables to eat there Mm -hmm. too. And I know that there's probably not going to be vegetables if I don't bring them. Mm -hmm. And you will also have probably some people who are like, why are you guys being so healthy and doing that? But don't worry about that. That's fine. Like, it's not about being the healthy person. It's about feeling good. Be like, oh, this is what makes me feel good. We're not trying to make anyone else feel bad or trying to do it. We're just, we literally know this makes our physical and our mental health feel good. So we're going to do more of it. And I care about having a good shit the next day. <laughs> she gives a shit about having a shit. There you go. Number three is going to be working out before and after the holidays. I got this one. Um, so with your lifestyle, you're going to have your workouts, but knowing that you might be eating a little bit more and especially that you might not want to move too much afterwards or do more of your intense workouts right afterwards, consciously planning workouts and more movement ahead of time, I find could be amazing. And this will also help with your hunger cues. It will help make it so that way when you're actually eating your food, you're going to be more tuned with it, how much you're actually hungry, but you're also going to then be using any fuel that you're eating to actually go to your muscles and helping rebuild rather than just taking on extra food and not doing anything. So working out before can be amazing for this. Working out after the holidays, this means just jump right back into your routine because often what will happen is we hit finish the holidays. Next day, we're kind of tired and sluggish. Then we kind of drag on a day or two. And next thing you know, it's been like a week before you're kind of starting to get back into your routine. So plan out what your workout is beforehand, like really give a push and then make sure you plan when your workout is afterwards. Maybe if you're having dinner Sunday, maybe it won't be till Tuesday. But if you're going over 48 hours after your meal where you haven't worked out, then that's that's too long, right? So it's saying, okay, like if you need that one rest day because you've literally eaten more than what you maybe planned or what felt good in your body don't beat yourself up for it like don't force yourself to punish yourself and go to the gym if it's going to make you literally sick but also hold yourself accountable and say okay I'm going to plan if not if you have dinner Sunday and Monday's a rest day then okay Tuesday is going to be my workout day and just remember that just because you're having a rest day doesn't mean you don't do any movement it means that you're not pushing and training really hard but you can still go on walks or hikes or bike rides like you'll still be fine to move yeah, well, and Marissa said it perfectly. It's it's not about, and it should never be about um, making yourself feel bad and punishing yourself after you've eaten by doing a really hard workout. Your workouts are not there to make up for the extra calories you ate. Your workouts are not there as a punishment or as a calorie burn. Literally, you're using the extra fuel that you had in that meal to create more muscle to facilitate recovery it's yeah it it should not be so I would argue that you don't need a rest day afterwards do a really light workout if if you don't want to go to the gym fine but do a few push-ups do a few bodyweight squats even something like that go on a hike like it doesn't need to be anything intense if you don't make it to the gym that's cool but still move your body and like Marissa and I set this up perfectly. This is why I love having her as a partner because it totally keeps me accountable to this stuff. And we're going to be doing a for fun half Ironman on Saturday, which is 
on the day that this is going to be released. And so all day, the day before Thanksgiving, we're going to be swimming, right, biking and running. And our body is going to be wanting calories the next day because I hate cardio. This is going to be a novel stimulus for me. My body's not used to it. So this is going to be perfect. She's going to be so hangry and this is why it's a good thing I can run faster than her because she'll probably start to get hangry in the run portion and I can just run away. (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) All right. Next on our list is make sure that you're decreasing your stress. For some people... Going to family functions can be stressful. You know, we all love our family, but that's not to say that they don't stress us out. Sometimes people bring up touchy subjects like, I don't know, political debates. I know that my family is always debating about politics on my dad's side around the dinner table. And sometimes this can get heated for some people. Um, And if you don't want to talk about something and someone keeps bringing up a certain conversation, it's okay to try to change the conversation. And if you can't, then you can just leave the conversation. Yeah, or like something I do too is just actually say out loud if someone asks you a question, so how's work going? Or, or hey, you said that you were working on this project or you found this thing was challenging. How's this going? If it's something that's challenging and struggling for you and it brings up stress, you're allowed to also say, thanks for asking, but I've decided to not talk about that right now because it really brings up stress and I just want to be present and really enjoy my time with you. Like that's totally okay to not dive into a topic. You cannot do, you cannot do that stuff. It's, you're allowed to have these boundaries around the things that bring up your stress, regardless of whether it's politics or the news or scrolling on social media or looking at all your massive to-do stuff. Like leave the stressors alone for a day. It's going to probably give you it's definitely going to give you more help to just let them go for a day. And then you, when you actually calm down, you'll be able to look at them with more clarity. But that way you can actually enjoy the time with your family, which is the whole point of this anyways, is so that way you can actually be in a place of thanksgiving, right? So <laughs> let go of the tr- stress, reduce all the things that add to that extra stress. Yeah, and I know Marissa has done so many episodes on tools and tactics on how to de-stress yourself and center yourself and ground yourself and so if you guys are looking for some of those I encourage you to look back on the episodes that Marissa has done mm-hmm. um next one on the list number five number five is going for a walk after the meal with the family so usually with Thanksgiving we have like one big meal that's how it often goes is there's that big thing and one meal that lasts all day <laughs> Yes, right? Or in our case, Saturday, Saturday, I'm going to friend's place for dinner. Sunday night, we're having one Thanksgiving dinner. Monday morning, we're having a Thanksgiving brunch. And then Monday night, we're having another Thanksgiving dinner. Jesus. Because of all of... And they're all with Kathleen's families. Could you imagine if we also tried to go to my family? Like, it would be eating for three days straight. So this is... We have a lot of thanks to be giving. Yep. <laughs> it's true. Um, but that being said, like, once you have your meal and once you've... your well, a couple things that happen is if is sometimes people they just sit around and you just either keep snacking or you go right into dessert and it's like the meal can almost continue if you don't have a, an ending to it so a walk is a great way to kind of put an end to it but you can also then actually gauge see how you're feeling and the walk and the fresh air will really help with your digestion so it's a really it's a huge win-win for everyone and then also if there has been some stressors or topics come up at the table this is a great way to also let everyone have a little bit of a breather <laughs> so that way you can recenter. You can get away from some of these things because, yeah, the reality is that even you might try to manage your stress and certain topics might still come up. 
Yeah, and I guarantee you if you bring this up, there's probably going to be a lot of people that want to go on a walk with you. And this isn't a workout. This is just you moving casually, taking a nice nighttime stroll with your older aunts and uncles and... A stroll in the leaves, looking at the beautiful colours. Yeah, this is just to get the digestion going and... And like, that start that shit brewing that Kathleen's going to have the next oh, day. brewing, like a witch's brew. <laughs> <laughs> a green witch's brew. No, the witch's brew comes at the end of the... That's from all the Halloween candy. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. We'll yeah. do an episode on that later. <laughs> um, yeah, so walking is fantastic, just looking to get in steps again you're not looking for calorie burn this is not to make up for the dinner that you just ate this is just to feel good get outside in nature have a good talk with your family and get digestion going and then the next on the list is one that I think a lot of people have a lot of um can have a lot of trouble with around the holidays is their alcohol consumption I know that there's certain people in my family that drinking is a pretty big deal and every time we hang out with them they're asking hey Kathleen Marissa do you want a drink come on have a drink with us have a drink and I would say 95% of the time we say no yeah and I know it's and this is the thing I know it's from a place of love and that's fine and this is also fine if it's if it's something that other people want to do and they've consciously made that decision like that's it's not our job to change them and I want I just want them to be happy and consciously live their lives but the reality is is (coughs) alcohol excuse me alcohol is poison that's just it it's not helpful for our bodies it's not helpful for our fitness goals it's not helpful for our brain function it's not helpful for us period and if you're in a place where you're you have fitness and health goals and you're trying to make sure you're staying on track during the holidays the last thing your body needs is poison. Yeah. And I know for myself at the beginning, when I was younger, it was harder for me to say no. Like I, I kind of felt like I was offending people by saying no to having a drink with them. But if you don't want to, then you don't have to. I'm giving you permission that if you want to say no, thank you, then you're allowed to say no, thank you. And They're allowed to do them, but you have to put yourself first. And if you feel like that's not going to be helpful, then don't drink. And then, you know, if you choose to drink, which looking at our weekend, I'll probably drink one night. Then I'll decide, okay, this is the night I'm going to drink and this is what I'm going to have to drink. And I would encourage you to go towards um, lower calorie drinks, like a zero calorie, uh, or sorry, a zero sugar white cloth, for example, that's a good option. You can drink like, um, whiskey on the rocks. So that way you're just sipping it and then just trying not to drink all day. Sometimes when people are making their Thanksgiving dinner and cooking their turkey, they start drinking super early. And then by the time the end of the end of the night rolls around, they've had quite a few drinks. Mm-hmm. And then, We're almost at the end of the list. Number seven. Number seven is fast before the meal. So this is one that it's, I would say, is it helpful? Yes. And helpful? No, it really depends on the person. So basically like fasting is where you have a period of time where you're not 
taking in food or calories. So fasting before the meal, this might mean that you have breakfast and skip lunch. This might mean you don't have breakfast or lunch and just have dinner. This might mean you have no breakfast, but then lunch and dinner. So by skipping those meals, you're going to be decreasing your calories in total throughout the day. So that way, when you have more calories, which is probably going to happen at dinner, whenever you have your Thanksgiving meal, it's not going to affect you the same way. It's not going to overload your system the same amount in regards to the calories, but then also the energy that it takes to digest all that. So fasting can be really great for that reason. Now, if you're the person who gets really hangry or tends to not eat and then way overeats because it's like, you're like, oh my God, and I've totally done this. I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten since whatever, like I haven't eaten since last night, so I can now eat everything. It's and a then free I'll, for all. Exactly. And like, that's actually like so much worse. <laughs> so if you know that you're that person, I would suggest maybe not fasting, but instead just decreasing the size of your meals earlier in the day. So instead of not having breakfast or lunch and then having dinner, maybe have a breakfast which is half the size and then a lunch which is half your size so that way you're not crazy famished and thinking oh my gosh I'm now gonna have everything I like you're gonna not go into that free-for-all mode so using fasting as a tool if it's if it can be helpful for you but then if you know you're gonna go crazy then saying okay then this might not be helpful yeah and another option too like if fasting is not for you which again Marissa said it's not for everyone then maybe Going back to the vegetable thing, if you know that there's not going to be a lot of healthy options, maybe you tell yourself, all right, for lunch, because I know that there's not going to be a lot of vegetables, I'm just going to have a salad and I'm going to load up on the vegetables. So then by the time I go there, I know that I've got all of that nutrients already in my body and I've taken care of that. So you can look at your day on like a macro level and at the same um, in the same way that Marissa was looking at, all right, I'm going to have a very big dinner, so I'm going to have a smaller maybe breakfast and lunch, you can look at the dinner and say, all right, there's not going to be as many vegetables as I would like. So I'm going to make sure that my lunch is super heavy in the vegetables. And going back to, I think it was one of the earlier points, what was it? Something, I think maybe it was number one or number two, but bringing the healthy dish with you. Also, if you know that you're like, hey, I'm going somewhere else for dinner. What can I bring? And they're like, bring nothing. And you're like, okay. Then if you know that you might not have control over this and have your vegetables earlier in the day. Yep. Yep. But Myself, I think that I'm going to choose on Sunday, I'll probably fast from either breakfast or lunch. Probably lunch. I'm a, I'm a pretty big breakfast person. Yeah, so. and we'll have just finished our half Ironman the yeah. day before, so she's going to be hangry. Yeah, so, so what I'll probably do is I'll probably have like a mix of the two. I'll have coffee, and then I'll have like a brunch style thing where it's just a little, I've just pushed it off a little bit later. Because, uh, yeah, if, it, if I go a little too long without eating after doing that Harvard workout, I might be that hangry person you're talking about. <laughs> and just so you guys know, like, because we're, we're also different. We're going to have different plans, right? But we're going into this with a plan. That's Kathleen's plan. My plan is that sometimes I don't know if what I'm actually going to need. So my plan is I'm going to take out my journal before I have breakfast and lunch and journal about what do I actually need right now? Because when I sit mm. down and I journal through it, then if you're someone like me who maybe doesn't know too much but also that potentially planning to fast and then being like I have to follow my plan to fast and then fasting might actually be worse in the long run because then you lose control finding other ways that you can have a plan so like my plan is to journal and figure out my plan at the time rather than just thinking it through because if I just think it through I know it's not going to actually be thought through but if I plan to sit down and journal for 10 minutes and then make a decision then I know I'm definitely going to be able to make a better plan so I don't know yet if I'm going to fast or not before the meals but I can tell you I have a plan to figure it out so that way I'm listening to what my body actually needs in that moment. 
Yeah, and, and this isn't on the list, but I think that making a plan is so key in living the life, in living a healthy life, in living your best life. And if you're choosing not to make a plan, then that's still a choice. Like, like if you don't make a plan, that's okay, but you've chosen to not make a plan. And so you like have to... choosing to derail. Yeah, well, it, it, you might... That's the thing. You you might be just fine, but you also might not be. And if you look back into your past and you realize, oh, okay, you know what? I have these intentions going into Thanksgiving, but then shit hits the fan and I got super stressed around my family and I go crazy and eat all the sugar and feel like crap and my gut is just like wrecked for weeks, then that's on you because you know that. So if you want to make a change, then I encourage you to make a plan going into it. Because again, you're an adult, you get to make that decision of your life. And then last but not least, number eight is make sure that you get back into your regular routine as quickly as you can. I talked about at the beginning that some people get scared that the holidays derail their um, their progress that they've made. And I told you that one meal wouldn't do that. But... Lots of people do end up gaining fat over the holidays because it turns into this like multi-week or multi-month from like Thanksgiving all the way to Christmas and beyond of gorging on food and you know eating like crazy, eating a bunch of sugar, not taking care of themselves. So try to keep these Thanksgiving dinners, I say it in plural because clearly we have multiples, but try to keep them in a single meal and then try to jump right back into your routine after the holidays. That's it. It's, well, it's a lifestyle thing, right? We've talked about this before. It's called living the life for a reason. The reality is, is that you get to choose the lifestyle you want to live. So you've chosen to do these habits repeatedly for your life because it's this lifestyle which will help you feel good. And if you then start to shift and make your lifestyle and your habits constant celebration, constant holiday mode, it is going to really affect you. It's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your fun and abundance and your love and everything else you want to create in your life. So remember that you did. You chose this lifestyle for a reason because you know it's what's actually going to help you feel good. And yeah, it might take a bit of work to get back onto track, but the faster you do it, the faster you're going to build these habits and that way it's going to feel more and more like you and eventually you're going to get to a point where holidays are going to throw you maybe a little bit but even so not so much because you're going to have these routines and things established and you know oh that's right this is just one meal one day am I actually going to gain weight well one pound of fat is 3,500 calories am I going to eat 3,500 calories extra in this meal maybe but even if you do that's one pound and if you get right back onto it then if you're on track with your movement and your sleep and your nutrition right afterwards, it's going to just disappear so quickly. So that's just it. It's like the faster you can get back on track, the better it's going to be. All right, guys, have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. I, for one, am very thankful for you and very thankful for this amazing woman sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. I hope that you guys have a wonderful day and keep living the life. Happy Thanksgiving. Have the most amazing weekend and go have fun and maybe play outside in the leaves and that's everything. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and we hope that you got tons of value from this episode. If you did, we would love it if you tagged us on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so we can celebrate this journey with you. Our handles are at marissa.hammond 
and at kathleen.holt underscore. We totally get that it's not always easy, so please know that we're so proud of all the work you're doing and how you're choosing to show up for yourself. If you'd like to dive deeper, check out our websites listed below in the show notes for more free resources and tools. Until next time, keep living the life.